In 2020, citizens of Schuylkill County found bizarre notes hidden in their groceries and shared them online with Reddit. The note's message alluded to government corruption, social issues, and other conspiracy theories. No one has been able to track down where the notes came from or what they really mean. And since then, it has only expanded exponentially. So today, we discuss the Schuylkill Notes mystery. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force, to another episode of Red Web, the podcast all about internet mysteries, true crime, and a little bit of supernatural phenomenon on top. I am your resident mystery enthusiast, Trevor Collins, and joining me, hearing this mystery for the very first time, Alfredo Diaz. Where the hell is Schuylkill? Schuylkill. Schuylkill? It's a county in Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to well. spell it out because uh, it definitely <laughs> threw me for a loop. I went... What? Yeah, it's S-C-H-U-Y-L-K-I-L-L. Schuylkill. Schuylkill. All right. Or Schuylkill is the other pronunciation we saw online. What? Yeah. Uh, it, all right. Yeah. That's. I mean, hey, that's what you guys saw. That's what we saw. So Schuylkill Notes, have you ever heard of this? It's a very recent one. It's ongoing. Uh, haven't heard of it. Uh-huh. I love that it's recent. Because yep. that just kind of puts it a lot further into, um, I mean, it's right up to today, right? Oh, yeah. It's still happening. As of like when Jillian was doing research on this, developments were happening the day prior. Oh, my goodness. And normally, like, we don't like to dive in unless a thing is kind of resolved. And so we have yeah. things to talk about. But, and we'll get to it, but kind of playing some of my hand here, it hasn't really continued to develop as much as it's just staying Still relevant. So, so it hasn't really progressed. And so it's worth talking about mm-hmm. here because a little behind the scenes task force, we started looking at this topic back in 2021. We had initially done some research on this topic. It was a very light one. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. So we parked it. And going into last year, 2023, and then coming into this year, there's been so many more notes showing up. Mm. We then decided we wanted to talk about what the original notes were, how the story has expanded, but also how overall really no progress has been made. Yeah. So it is ongoing and there are ongoing Reddit conversations. So as always with these active online, as it were, tangible mysteries task force, you can go and get involved. But, you know, I'm going to always issue the air of caution. Yep. These are real people and real events happening and we don't know exactly what we're dealing with. So it's something that you can kind of peek into. Yeah, and Internet, see the developing conversations. It's a dangerous place. It can be. Can be. So. Or just weird. But the reason that why too. we really wanted to talk about it is the FBI has gotten involved. Congressmen have started getting involved in responding to this topic. And we're yeah, getting so to all really of that. like catching the attention of like yes. uh, the government. I mean, like, is it in like sealed products? Yes, it is. What? Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, you got a bag of fruit, whatever. There's all kinds of little cutout holes and everything. You right, can slip right. stuff in there, but like, hold on, it's in sealed product. Uh-huh. I'd be very interested to see if it's in like sealed products that come from different, I guess, like companies. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have like, I don't know, what is it like Kellogg's or whatever that owns like how many different brands and the, it's, it's like one of those things. And when it comes to food, it's like, there's really like, a handful oh, yeah. of companies and they just own everything. One corporate daddy have... owns basically 95% of them in some yeah. amount, right? Yeah, it's like, it's it's really wild to just go, wait, hold on. Oh, this yeah. brand is owned by this brand, is owned by that brand, and it's all like, yeah. Yeah, I like how you're thinking because that's what we were thinking about. Like, uh, we'll get into all of it. Yeah, but, we'll get into it, but I was, okay, it's in sealed products. That yeah. is really intriguing. It's to very me. interesting. So I do want to say there's a lot of conspiratorial elements. Now, I do say that in this show, we have talked about conspiracies in the past, but this is quintessential conspiracy. This starts to go into what I would consider the very deep end of certain ideologies, of certain beliefs, of certain conspiracies. Yeah. And so with that said, I'm going to go ahead and remind everybody that we do have a disclaimer of certain topics that are going to be discussed in this episode in the description in case anybody would like to see that ahead of time. But with that said, let me take you back to the summer of 2020. Residents of Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania and the surrounding areas started finding weird messages in their packaged items that they were purchasing at the grocery store. Now, I got you right out the gate with an image, Alfredo. Now, task force as always. damn. Images that we talk about here will be provided on our social media at Red Web Pod. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Here's your message. I'll break it down for you 
but this is just for your initial reactions. I'll, I'll kind of read through key elements of this note. Sounds good. Um, it's just a little letter. Um, it's like white paper, black text. It's got like a couple paragraphs. Um, no breaks in the paragraphs, but major run on ma major run. Yeah, on it looks like here. major run on stuff here. <laughs> um, that being said, the f the font for said paragraph is you know looks like a standard. I don't know, like eight twelve font. It's tiny. Yeah. It's tiny, but and like double if not more in terms of text size is just it says lies on yes. the left side one on top one on bottom yep um it says lies in all caps nice and big interesting all right yeah so people are grocery shopping they open up their packages at home and they find this mysterious letter and of course some people went online specifically to reddit in order to find whatever answers they could have or in order to search for answers i'll be honest i'm not eating that food oh yeah, no, that's a good point. That's, that, <laughs> Just to that's be been tampered safe, with. Man. I mean, honestly, though, like this seems like people that are like kind of go off the deep end with yeah. conspiracy stuff. Sure. And so, what are the um, implications it, of the it, food? It kind of goes, or it's it's more likely to go hand in hand with someone that's not all there mentally, which sure. is unfortunate. And so, like, I just wouldn't trust the food. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't. Well, you don't know what you're dealing with. You just no a idea. foreign object being in a sealed box is enough for me to go, I got the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Because this is supposed to go in my body now. Yep. Eh, I don't know. So, you talked about this before, so let's dive in. Some of the packaged items holding this message included, among many things, infant Tylenol, Duncan Hines cake mix, frosted mini wheats, some various brands of chocolate bars, San Giorgio pasta, dog food, and other various sealed boxes. And at least one was found in a jacket, and another was pinned to a tree. We'll talk about messages oh. coming on later, but these this is the initial wave. So these messages are not necessarily all in the grocery store stuff. It's primarily, but not yeah, exclusively. but not yeah. exclusively. Mm -hmm. So of those reporting this message in June of 2020, at least two shoppers said that the packaging of their items was in perfect condition and that they would have never assumed that it was tampered with. We'll expand on one of the 2020 reports in the back half of this episode during the theories section. Now, some consumers returned the product since they were uncomfortable knowing that the product might have been opened and that the message itself was quite unsettling. Speaking of the message, at first glance, shoppers assume that the message might just be instructions included with the product, especially if you're buying cake mix. You might just go, oh, this might be instructions. But of course, as you saw, the closer you look, the more it catches your attention, especially the giant word lies. Yep. So I'm not going to read the entire message itself. There is a lot going on and it uses a lot of contractions. Like when you shorten a word that are kind of abnormal, making it hard to read. But again, a lot of discussion of different conspiratorial terms. So let me read some of the highlights. These are the things I pulled out that make the most sense. Of course, this is maybe 25% of this message. So in order, jumping some spots, it says lies. Secret societies, as they call them SS, we'll talk about that later, terrible acronym for that, but it says secret societies, ties to terrorism slash shootings and other crises are not reported, but JFK warned of secret societies. Europe's Aryan elite and their secret society fronts, leading secret society masquerading as other blank are the Illuminati. Then it has a list of names, Oprah slash Obama slash Putin slash Austin slash Gates, slash Dalai Lama, slash Trump, dot, dot, dot. Secret society symbols relate to Saturn, God of Time, slash Lord of the Rings. Later it says, secret societies say, Saturn was near Earth, parentheses, golden age when gods ruled man. It goes on a little bit and it says, world leaders know, slash crisis make people submissive. Secret society tip-off terms, new age, day, era, dawn, hope, NWO, or new world order a very popular conspiracy. And then this message also goes on to say stuff about, quote, it uses set signs, example, okay gesture or body positions. And then it expands on various other symbols that it thinks are related to secret societies. And then it ends with secret societies breed corruption locally to internationally. Drugs, media, university, public education, internet are tools of control. So again, I'm jumping all over the message, but in order, Ooh. I'm skipping over large swaths where it goes pretty deep onto specific groups and other topics that, again, 
are in the disclaimer. But suffice to say, this is hitting the gambit of conspiracy theories. It's just, it's trying to capture it all. That's a bingo board of conspiracy if theories. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, look, do I believe that there are secret societies and groups? Yeah, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. do. Like, why wouldn't there be? Um, do I believe they have con- like power of control and stuff like that? Sure. To what extent? I don't know. Yeah. Do you, you know think I mean? that they have? I don't the necessarily shape. think that like they shape the world and they set this crisis off to control this part. I don't know. I know there's some type of that stuff in play, government wise, right? Mm. Like the government will fuel both sides of certain wars, sure. et cetera. You know, that's the- there's power dynamics all yeah. over the place, and whether that's the Illuminati you're referring to, or if yeah. it's like, no, 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 Illuminati is this particular shape. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say, but there's elements in there that one could definitely see grounded in reality. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, exactly. I could see some of those elements that are grounded. But yeah. man, I mean, it's a little unhinged. It does come off as a little unhinged because again, it doesn't have one single focus message. No. It uses so many contractions that it makes it very hard to understand. Yep. And so when it runs this gambit, when it talks about so many different things all at once, it can make it very difficult to either one, take seriously, or two, it, it, it kind of gives a, a vibe. It's definitely yeah. unsettling. But yeah. many web searches reveal that this message itself has never surfaced online. That this is, that is to say that this message is unique to this note that this is not from an online group as one could theorize that this is not a as it were copy pasta that someone generated online and then printed out and then shared elsewhere this is all someone's writing and then this is the first time it's ever surfaced oh yeah now more notes like this were found all across schuylkill county in pennsylvania all notes share that conspiratorial theme mentioning various current and historical socio-political events and unique word contractions So it's unknown if these messages are 100% one-to-one as they've been found. Some of them appear to be exactly the same with some slight differences, like a couple of different sentences, meaning that it's it's kind of unsettling to me because that means someone is retyping this out almost every time when they print it. They're not just photocopying the same message and blasting it out. It may be way easier to do that. But also, how often are these messages found? In the early stages, not super frequently, uh, enough to be noted. Um, and then they kind of died down. And then as uh, 2022, 23, now into 24 come around, it it's kind of grown exponentially. Oh. And so now new notes, kind of jumping ahead of myself here, but now new notes are being found almost every few days, if not daily. Whoa. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that. But at the time, right, we're still back in 2020. It's enough to be noticed, but not overly common, if that makes sense. This has got to be illegal, right? You can't like tamper with the food like that. It definitely feels weird. Now, when you analyze this particular paper, as you were doing, it's definitely normal photocopier printer paper. It's that white paper. And it does appear that it was just maybe edited in a normal word processor, processor like Microsoft Word, or Jillian thought maybe even in MS Paint, because it's just standard. It's just very standard, just text and font. Yeah. Now, after a couple of semi-viral Reddit posts on the subreddit RBI or Reddit Bureau of Investigation and the weird subreddit r slash weird and other similar subreddits, the Google notes were kind of largely forgotten. They went viral a few times and then petered out, though there were a few handfuls of reports in 2021 and 2022. That kind of is what brings us into modern times yeah. and their resurgence. So... Like I said, after a couple of years of the initial wave of Schuylkill notes in 2020, the notes have resurfaced in 2023 and have continued into this year, 2024. The amount and area of the notes seems to have expanded exponentially, leading to a dedicated subreddit being created on August 31st of 2023, though due to the offensive nature of the name of that initial subreddit, another one was made a couple weeks later, and that's the subreddit called r slash Schuylkill notes. That was made in September last year, 2023. So in this sub, Redditors share notes that they find in and around Pennsylvania, sometimes other states, but it's almost daily, like I said. Reddit users have tried to scour the web for more evidence of these Schuylkill notes and what they could possibly mean or where they might be from. But despite 2020 being the year of the internet first learning of these, in this search, this scouring of the internet to find more information, Redditor Hair Deodorant 
discovered the earliest known, love the name, a lot of unique names out there. They discovered the earliest known example of the Schuylkill notes may have actually been from 2015. This comes from their comment under a mega thread listing all of the known reports of the notes. A mega thread is just like, hey, here's your one-stop shop for all this topic. yeah. Yeah. So this one is just listing all the reports and their comment, they shared an anonymous user's images of notes found on the floor of a mall changing room in Pennsylvania. So I have images for you of that. Oh, and as I mean, you're looking now, I'm gonna yeah, it could just be a test bed, right? Like could just be a the, test bed. They're just like, okay, let me test the waters and see if I can get info out there. But to not come back for five years, yeah, an interesting gap. I mean, it's also the internet. Can you believe everything? That's something that yeah. we're gonna have to yeah, yeah. S- kind of incorporate true. into this topic. But the first image that you're looking at features a note that is very similar in its format to the lies note we looked at before. Oh, it is. But. It's accompanied by a second image that is completely different. And I'm going to keep it very brief. If you want to go deeper, you can. But um, it basically talks about a Russian hacker, has some Hillary Clinton topics on it. And this note's message and its format hasn't been seen again in this saga. So its relevance can be argued. Is it part of this? Was it just accompanying it at the time? It's really impossible to say. Yeah, I mean, it could literally be just like, you know, when you go to like a bar or something like that, people write on the wall, right? So mm-hmm. it could just be someone that went, oh, someone, you know, had this on the ground and then I'm going to put something else on the ground. Yeah. Do you, do you know Red Bull? That's how they got big. They'd Wait, go to what? clubs, they'd go to downtown bars and stuff. And and then like in the bathroom, they'd crush up a bunch of their cans and just litter them around. So then people would be like, oh, I'm a club goer. I'm in the bathroom Wait, at 2 a.m. No What way. is this Red Bull? That I guess that's what people here have. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That was like their first guerrilla marketing kind of campaign was to like, just go around and crush up their own cans and spread them around. Wow. That's floors of bars. That's cool. So yeah. smart. <laughs> okay, we take sippy cups. <laughs> <laughs> you going out late? Grab that sippy cup. Stay hydrated and intelligent because it's the cup of knowledge. Feeds the soul and the mind. It's, it's a very long slogan that yeah. wraps around the cup yeah. a few times. But if you're taking a number two, you got the time. <laughs> You're reaching for something to read. You know, next to the to the shampoo bottle is a sippy cup. And you, you know what? You've read the bottle a few times. Hop to that cup. All right. I've never read the shampoo <laughs> bottle. Um, the second image is just kind of just memey. It is kind of memey. Like, like yeah. 2015 meme. Yes. The 2016 election sort of like, oh, you know, this candidate, that candidate kind of yeah. riffraff. But yeah. So anyway, for transparency, we wanted to include it because it was in this person's post. Again, it's hard to say if this is part of the Schuylkill notes or if this is just kind of being posted alongside it. We don't know. But the first yeah. message certainly has a very similar format. Dang. Now here in 2024, even more notes have been found and not just inside grocery store items, but in public parks and along trails as well. In fact, there's a lot more outdoor activity this time than there was back in the initial 2020 event. Oh, okay. So on January 14th, 2024, Reddit user Run and Punch Flamingo found multiple Schuylkill notes among leaves and attached to branches while on a hike in Bethel, Pennsylvania. This is the county next to Schuylkill. I also have images of those. That was like over a week ago. That was just over a week ago as of the recording of this podcast. Yeah. They said 2024. I'm like, it's January 23rd. What are you? Yeah, that was nine <laughs> days ago. <laughs> We're like 23 days. What do you mean 2024? <laughs> yep. So whoever placed these notes used paper clips and push pins to stick them to the trees. So this is a very highfalutin, you know, operation. Uh, yeah, we're going to need the fingerprint department. Uh, the the <laughs> Red Web Task Force. Just go ahead and put that schmutz on it, and then start right. and start feathering it down. You're talking um, about like those dusty feathers that they kind of go. Pow, 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 yeah, and they just kind of yeah, like dust you it see down, in, and like all the investigation shows, or and like that then, scene um, in Ace Ventura when he's just covered the whole room oh, and yeah, himself yeah, in that yeah, white powder, yeah. and he's like, "I'm dusting for prints." Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need the task force fingerprint department to get yeah. on that. And then yeah. um we just got you guys a whole batch of scotch tape so you can go ahead and pull those fingerprints right off. That's what they do. That's exactly how it works, too. <laughs> yeah, it looks like little baggies of um paper clips. illicit substances. But instead they're little baggies with folded notes in them that yeah. then get push pinned to a tree. It's very like 
inexpensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like nothing about this is like, oh, that costs money. It's like, oh, you could do this and it costs you five bucks to throw a hundred of these up. That could be an afternoon chore yeah. for someone. Yeah. And then I guess like the second image is a tree with a leaf pinned to the tree. And was a note behind it? See, I don't know. That image just was like in the area. <laughs> it was a leaf push pinned to the tree almost as like you know, know what it was? They were just doing it for fun. Right. I got an extra push pin, but no note. So this yeah. one's just going on a leaf. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, formatting looks exactly the same, except for I don't see big words. Oh, right. Where it says lies. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Now, that's some advanced formatting. You know, this could be the work of a copycat. I know. That's the thing. It's like now we're getting into the realm of like, ah, oh, man, you could just have people copycatting now. Yeah. Because that's just, everyone wants to get involved. It's mm-hmm. the internet. We'll talk about it. I mean, there's a lot of theories that attempt to address what's going on here. Now, there was one witness in particular that claims to have found a note not within the box, as we were talking about before. I have an answer potentially for some of those boxes having a note in it. But instead, they reported that they had it inside the sealed bag of cereal itself. So Joe Miller of Sugarloaf Township in a county, again, next to Schuylkill, told local news source 2822 News, quote, I opened up the box. I usually open it up and take the bag out and I opened the bag like this. So I poured it out in the bowl and out came this paper that was all folded up. Mm. First off, why do you take the bag out of the box? Now that's some chaotic evil stuff right it's there. It's very chaotic. Who You're did, taking the full bag that, out Christian? of there? Take the bag out of the box? Yeah. No. Okay. Absolutely not. You take that bag out, it settles, it widens. It's not going back in without some jostling and uh, no. I just, I thought you'd take the bag out of the box. Like this is just where my mind is right now. And then put it like in a container or something like that. Task Force HQ, we make sure to glue the bags to the box. You can't do that. We're not going to have it. Right. That being said, uh, like sealed in the bag, like you've got to have... You got to either work along the chain of the production or know someone that does. Because, I mean, I mean, that sets you on a path to invest. You know, you're talking about how, like, was it the FBI? Yeah, they're involved. Someone like what, like a senator or something? A couple congressmen. Congressmen. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that's where you go to search and you go to look because not many people have access to, you know, the, the cereal manufacturing chain. So that's what I would start. Also, throw the cereal out. Not eating it. Right. Someone left like a, a handwritten note that was yeah. fondled by someone's sweaty little fingers, and that's in my honeygrams? Yeah, yeah even, if, even if then, yeah, it was fondled by somebody else. Look, the last thing I want to do is be on the news at like, and it's just like a picture of me dead with a spilled box of Count Chocula. You know what I mean? Cereal. I just can't go out that way, man. Right. You don't like to see spilled Count Chocula. It's a waste. <laughs> you know, I just, it's not the way I want to go. So, oh, right. The the death part. <laughs> right. That's it. That was the, my bad. But even then you said there's some in like baby aspirin or something like that. Yeah. Or? Some, some infant Tylenol. I love it. <laughs> You're like my dad. They were like, perfect synonyms but just like a little <laughs> bit different <laughs> like an alternate reality yeah 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 so there are some boxes that but i like, would say are, are more difficult to get into without resealing them yourself yeah so i mean at this point i'm like how are you getting into because like yeah sure like a cereal box is owned by a company that owns a bunch of stuff candy bars etc cetera, etc cetera. but now you get a little bit more obscure we're like oh i mean it's not like it's not possible but it's less likely that like a cereal company is going to be like hell yeah we also dive into like medicine for children Mm -hmm. you know what i mean right like so and we'll talk more about this in one of the theories in particular and how this effort is kind of untenable but with that said one of the things i was doing with jillian i was like man what would be really cool is if we could try to look at each of these products and see when they're where they're manufactured where they're shipped and who's shipping them and then see if there's anything that lines up, if there's anything shared between each of these products, because then you could kind of corroborate an individual, like, is it someone at the manufacturing plant, someone at the boxing facility, someone at the shipping facility? Again, we'll talk about it in the theories. Do they converge at a point in time? But yeah, we'll, we'll come back around to that. But it's definitely interesting, though we only have one person saying it's within the sealed bag. Hmm. 
Now, this is where I bring it even into more relevancy. Our researcher, Jillian, mentioned that as she was doing this outline, as she was doing the research, the day prior to writing this very sentence down, she said that a note was found in the pocket of a pair of jeans at the store. So these things are being found all over the place. And this happened specifically on January 18th, 2024. So a couple of short days ago. I mean, that's easy, man. You drop it to a Macy's, there's just clothes everywhere. You just start yep. putting notes on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, dude. So it's been a little bit since we've done an internet mystery. And what I love about doing internet mysteries is that you get the hive mind, it wakes up, you get internet sluice, getting hands-on, sharing information. Multiple people like our task force from different job and skill sets all coming in with their theories and trying to analyze. It's just like a group thing, man. You just mm-hmm. got a bunch of people with different skill sets, different walks of life, different literal set of eyes right. looking at it. And so, yeah, you're just, and especially because now it's the internet and then these forums are very popular. And so you just got thousands of people just like taking a glance at it, taking oh, a yeah. shot at it. Yeah. Now what's interesting here. And this definitely solidifies this being a 2024 mystery is that some users on the internet turn to ChatGPT, which is a large language model, to essentially analyze these messages, to look for any clues. Now, nothing really conclusively came from that, but it does show that like they're using every tool within their realm to try to figure this out, to, to look for patterns, to look for writing styles, to see if anything's different between these. Yeah. Because if nothing else, ChatGPT is good at recognizing language and predicting language. Mm-hmm. And so it, it could be a useful tool for this. Yeah, it could also be like the start of what the future of like, I don't know, just your everyday person uh, can use to investigate, mm-hmm. like, you know, things like, like now, right? Everyone's using the internet to like you're just whoever you are whether like you are an investigator or you're in the government or a police officer whatever or just a person that loves mysteries the internet's at your disposal right it's a tool and so this could lead to a more advanced like tool in the future to help like generate absolutely know, like searches and stuff i mean 100 percent. once things get more advanced and get a little mm-hmm. bit more like surefire as it were yeah i could see this like 10 years down the line being something where you have you have two messages that you hold up you're no longer looking at handwriting because we're all digital yeah whereas in the past you know 50 years ago you this handwriting looks like this handwriting it was you now it might be like the way that this phrase is written and the way that that sentence over there and the way that that book over there is written we can with an 85 percent chance confidence here say that it's likely the same person yeah that's wild yeah you know, something we talked about in, I think it was the William Shakespeare episode when we were talking about the ghostwriter theory and they would oh. look at, you know, uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they'd look at their writing samples versus Shakespeare writing samples. And yeah, do exactly that. Like compare the, the style, the way that they, you know, would pattern, uh, certain words, certain filler words or bridge words or things like that. So it's something that's already been used in investigations like these. Oh, right. Francis Bacon's writing Mm -hmm. against uh, the large swath of William, as you say, Fredo, Shakespeare's writing. Oh, yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah, there you Um, go. He's like, oh, I didn't know who that was. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know who you were talking about. That was my favorite thing about that particular episode. You'd always go, ah, Shakespeare. Oh, you're talking Shakespeare? (laughs) Um, Yeah, because just like, uh, you know, how you have your unique fingerprint. Like, writing is a little bit of a DNA of who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why each day of the week I write differently. Mm. Yeah, and I don't text on Tuesdays. <laughs> so still about to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> and we took that into account. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. But coming back to it, you know, with the growth of the notes, local news sources, police, and now even FBI have gotten involved in the mysterious Schuylkill notes. In fact, as I teased earlier, we have statements from two congressmen to talk about. All in all, the notes have spread throughout central Pennsylvania, though many have begun finding these notes outside the state as well. In fact, Reddit user Marmalade186 developed a map showing at least 10 notes outside the Pennsylvania area. Within Pennsylvania, the notes cover an area of 231 miles from east to west, about Easton to Johnstown, and 177 miles north to south, about Scranton to Hanover, or 371 kilometers by 285 kilometers, or for folks like me, a bit over half of Pennsylvania. Now, most appear to be found in the area between Allentown and Harrisburg. So there's a hot spot, a wider area, 
and then a petering out in the states around Pennsylvania. But it's the states around Pennsylvania. Yes. We're not talking like... One in Florida? No. Yeah. It's mostly, it's mostly in the area. Okay, so that's still doable by individual. Mm-hmm. Also, depending where you're on the shipping line, it can go... Well, remember, some of these are outside now. Mm-hmm. So they're being found in parks up near Scranton. They're found in grocery stores in Allentown. You know, they're, they're kind of all over the place. And now we're getting to a point where volume is becoming the question. And this is now feeding some of the theories like, is it possible for one person to hit up all these areas. Yeah. With the frequency. That's true. If you kept it in like sealed grocery store products, then you could, if you're, depending where you are in that chain, like it could be dispersed a ton of places. That now makes me think though, like since they were specifically in a smaller, it was like in this town, right? This county. And it started off with this town, this county. Mm-hmm. The grocery store specifically um, was where it was hitting. Um, that had to be somewhere pretty far down the chain. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Yeah. Now, local news source, 2822 News, has a section dedicated to the notes with a map of those found in their area. So this is now prolific enough that the news is keeping a consistent eye on this. And from a 2822 News article from December 27th, Congressman Dan Muser stated, quote, We're definitely going to stay on top of this. If it's concerning to our constituents, which it clearly is, it's concerning to us. So we are going to stay in touch with our contacts at the FBI and the FDA. Everything that we can find out, that we can share, we will. And then there was another congressman, Matt Cartwright, who told the same news outlet that he has been in contact with federal officials on this matter as well. At this moment, we don't know much about the official investigation on the Schuylkill notes, but there are many theories regarding them. I mean, are all these notes still just the same, though, in, the, in terms of, like, there's different conspiracies, but they're all just a smattering of stuff that's pretty wild and out there? Does it does the messaging change or the flow or patterns change? Is it literally just, like, every message is like, whoa, this is just a lot of stuff being thrown at you and all, yeah. like, wild conspiracies? It seems to be pivoting around the same initial message that I read before oh, okay. it, it, it was subtle variations it's primarily yeah like a shotgun blast of conspiratorial kind of thinking this episode of red web is sponsored by rocket money do you ever feel like your subscriptions are taking over your life i mean i know we're all subscribed to something these days but guess what there's a superhero in town task force and it's called Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. You can see all of your subscriptions in one convenient place, and if you see something that you don't want, you can just cancel it right there in-app with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. I really enjoy that you can track everything, all of your cards in one place, but even more so, I love that function. I love that in the app, you can just go, "Mm, I don't want that. I don't know why I'm using it. I haven't been using it at all, but I'm paying for it. Hit it in the app. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. That's awesome. Super convenient. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $5 hundred million dollars in canceled unwanted subscriptions that's pretty gnarly so stop wasting your money on things that you don't even use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash red web again that's rocketmoney.com slash red web task force for those of you in the back writing this down with a pen and paper rocketmoney.com slash red web this episode of red web is sponsored by factor factors delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day it, it's super easy wherever tomorrow takes you be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door what are you waiting for okay we all hit the grocery store get that order right to your door and get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go factor is also flexible for your schedule you know they want to make it personal for you get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I really enjoy Factor meals because with my dietary needs, I need a lot of protein. I'm trying to bulk up, trying to look handsome. You know, the summer's coming. I got to get that beach bod going. And Factor has a meal plan no matter what you're after. So me and my fiance have our own meal plans, and we both can get that. And they're delicious every single time. And 
for the run and gun lifestyle that we got going on. I hate the grocery store task force. You know that about me. But also, I love that sometimes you don't have the time to want to sit down and peruse a recipe, get in there. You can just pop this in the microwave and it's every single time. It's delicious and it's healthy. Head to factormeals.com slash redweb50, okay, redweb50, and then use code redweb50 to get 50% off. That's a meaty chunk. That's code redweb50 at factormeals.com slash redweb50. Again, that's a five zero at the end, and you're going to get 50% off. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Henson Shaving. Are you all too familiar with the pains of using a cheap razor or the annoyance of subscription razors? Well, that's where Henson Shaving comes in. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station for the geeks like me at home and as well as the Mars rover. And now... They're bringing all that precision engineering straight to your face with their shaving experience. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That is wildly sharp. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave, and it gets better. By the way, Task Force, can you tell I'm geeking out over all the aerospace-grade engineering pieces here? Also, as a face shaver, the razor has a built-in channel to evacuate the hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. I deeply appreciate how close the shave is, how smooth it glides across the skin, and I am prone to clogged pores and ingrown hairs. I have not had that since starting to use Henson shaving, so I really appreciate, again, bringing the engineering precision of space-grade technology right to my face. It's time to say no to subscription and yes to razors that will last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash redweb to pick the razor for you and use code redweb and you'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart when you check out. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G hensonshaving.com slash redweb and use code redweb. Do you ever keep yourself up at night reading real life scary stories that make your skin crawl? Tales of true crime or histories of the macabre? If you've ever wondered what exactly is necro-cannibalism, played with a Ouija board, or simply googled the last meal requests of death row prisoners, then 30 Morbid Minutes is the new podcast for you. 30 Morbid Minutes is a journey through the creepy, gruesome, and unexplained, hosted by friends, comedians, and known weirdos Elise Willems and Jessica Vasami. I also want to say, just personally, as Trevor, they are the sister podcast of Red Web, a fantastic show. I can't recommend them enough. Co-workers of ours, but also incredible friends with a great show. 30 Morbid Minutes takes you inside cruise ship morgues and behind the scenes at body farms, back in time to Victorian England's obsession with death and down a rabbit hole of alien conspiracy theories and celebrity death hoaxes. If you like what we do here, you're going to love this show. Subscribe today to 30 Morbid Minutes now wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, whatever your choice might be. New episodes every single Tuesday. So with that, let's dive into the theories. Again, developing some of the thoughts that we had earlier in the show. So among the first theories revolving around the Schuylkill Notes is that someone working in the grocery store was slipping these messages inside the boxes of these products, maybe taking them home, opening boxes, putting them in, resealing, restoring, or in the case of, and I'm holding a cereal box task force in front of me, in the case of, a, imagine a cereal box, or if you prefer, like me, Pop-Tarts. The flaps are glued down in like three spots, but if you kind of pinch the box a little bit, there's a a gap that, you I'm know. right at the gap right now? The flaps, yeah, you're looking at my gap. The, the flaps kind of arch up, and you can easily slide a little piece of paper in there, right? Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to take them home or open them. For sure. I feel like it'd stay in the the top flap part. For sure. And I'll um, talk more about that in a little yeah, bit because because I mean I mean look we don't the the one person says they found uh -huh. it in the bag right in the bag was sealed. It's a good point. Now another thing that has been added within the confines of this theory, and I want to handle this with all the respect necessary, specifically with reference to the idea of a store employee putting these into products. It has been theorized that this employee may be experiencing a mental health crisis. Now, I don't want to vilify any level of mental health or mental illness, but some have suggested that it's possible the writer was struggling with schizophrenia. 
Symptoms of schizophrenia include paranoia, hypergraphia, which is an intense compulsion to write, and word salad, which includes like confusing, sometimes grammatically incorrect, or sometimes seemingly random language, which does seemingly apply to the message we're looking at. Yeah, so it does line up. Yeah. Now, whether or not this person does have mental illness kind of is beside the point, because I yeah. do think that it is entirely viable that a person working at the store could be involved with the messages getting into the product. Oh, I mean, that's the first place you check. 100%. Easily. That's kind of, You were dancing all around that. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of like park it for a little bit until yeah. we got to this point. Oh, let's park. Oh, yeah. Set the emergency brakes on that one. Um, And turn the wheel towards the curb, right? That's very smart on the hill. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't do that. Or you used to live in San Francisco and your car could just roll and then just smash it into that. That's wild. Yeah, it'll smash into a bunch of cars. <laughs> if you turn it, then at least it'll like get caught in the curb. Um, yeah, no, it's important. We're parked on the hill. Um, flip side, smoke and mirrors. It could be someone that's just high IQ riding this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't, you know, why not? It's possible for just, sure. Just to, you know, they can go, okay, I know different psych profiles, etc. Like, I'm just going to pick this one and that's, they're going to be the persona. Oh my gosh. So someone writing. like mimicking kind of like a more conspiratorial tone. Yeah, 100%. While, so basically trying to say something in broad daylight, but with a mm-hmm. really, like, if I write it in clear language, people go, okay, yeah, whatever. But if I write it cryptically, people yeah. might go, huh? And oh, then, yeah. then it spreads. Ooh, that's I interesting. Mean, because we, we, you know, we're, uh, this is in the U.S. and in the States. Americans, we love a... Uh, we love the flashy stuff. We love, you know what I mean? We love we're, true we're, crime. We're desensitized to a lot of things. So sure. the weirder you get with it, the, the more enticing it is going to be for us. It's just, you know. 100%. Now, I want to circle back to the angle that you were talking about, which is not only could it be somebody working at the store, but it could also be somebody at the food packaging industry or a warehouse employee or a delivery driver. In fact, Reddit user Scoot Mayhall claims to have worked in a warehouse and then they theorized that the person could be a quote temp worker a cleaner and or delivery driver since these roles per them have less direct supervision that said many other people showed up and said nah it's not necessarily true some of these roles jobs in warehouses for example have a lot of supervision but i digress that's part of the theory here but that's the beauty of it right the different eyes and ears that we're mm-hmm. talking about because then you get the people that are like i worked or I work currently in this like chain for different companies. So right. here are my experiences. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and again, it's trusting people at face value. It is yeah, the internet. That's a, yeah, it's a lot of that. But on top of that, you know, it's an interesting thought. And if we had something like batch numbers for these products, it might then be able to help Jillian and I kind of do the effort that we wanted to do, which is figure out the manufacturer, the warehouse, and perhaps the delivery service that the notes originate from. Because if for some reason these products might not feel related, but if they have a very related logistics chain, then yeah. you could go, there's somebody at that spot. That's the bottleneck. That's yeah. how it's getting touched on. But it could literally pass through a warehouse that's like, okay, this is everything comes, right? Is is shipped from different states. Mm-hmm. It enters this facility or a handful of facilities, and like that's where it gets dispersed, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, this is kind of like kind of like customs, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense. Yeah. In fact, that's what investigators did after the Chicago Tylenol murders in order to track down who was poisoning the Tylenol. However, it doesn't seem like anyone has found this information for this case, and so, or or that it's just not publicly available. So that hasn't been an an angle that we've been able to kind of explore. But when I did a very cursory glance and I started with the infant Tylenol, the two places per Britannica that I found it says that Johnson & Johnson's infant Tylenol was manufactured in Puerto Rico and Round Rock, Texas, which is what right up north of Austin, like a 30-minute drive. I can drive over to J&J. <laughs> you get some Tylenol, get some child Tylenol. You know what I mean? Straight from the source. <laughs> yeah, you know, straight from the source. They, they got a hose out back that just pumps out little pills. You go, ah, hot piping fresh. <laughs> Some steaming (laughs) Tylenol. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. But coming back to the theory, though, others believe that since many of the notes are found in boxes, not just like the bags or outside, but in the boxes specifically, someone may have just been placing the notes inside and then resealing the glue, returning them to stores. So this is where I want to bring up a very specific case. According to a local blog, 
Cole Speaker on October 2020 in Township, Pennsylvania, there was a woman named Angel. She purchased a box of gluten-free chocolate chip cookies at an Aldi's. Now the box was sealed shut, but tucked under the kind of lip inside the box Mm -hmm. was a little cardboard piece with a folded piece of paper. Now this is where I facetiously talk about this very advanced technique with which this person Mm. could have slipped it in the box. Now I have a photo for you, but now just imagine someone just used a a torn piece of cardboard to shove it in, you know? Yeah, because it's it's firmer. Yeah. So you have basically on any given box, at least food product boxes, you have the two big flaps that seal together. Then you got those two side baby flaps that just kind of help like close things off. But they're short enough that you folded the piece of paper, used a little piece of cardboard to push it past that small flap, it could then fall in the box. And maybe in this case, that little shove cardboard piece also got lost in the box. Yeah, I mean, there's a little cardboard piece, it looks like. It's on a sheet of paper for a lined paper for size. And then there's a little note. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That to me makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. At least as the origin of this mystery. As always, I like to connect the dots between multiple theories. And we'll uh, we'll get there. It's interesting because it kind of just seems like this is the first time the cardboard thing has come up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so at this point, like, is it a copycat or was it just never brought up in other... I mean, I feel like it would have been brought up, though. Like, Yeah, maybe it's just that, like, again, they fold the note and then they go to a box, shove it in with a little cardboard piece and then shove the next one in using that piece. And maybe this one, they did, they got over shovey. And, and they just, couldn't yeah, get their own they lost little the cardboard piece. Yeah, so that just remained under the the flaps, but unable to be pulled out. True. So maybe this is like the only time it's been reported. Otherwise, most people just go, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So now moving on to the next theory, this one and the next one are a little bit shorter, but due to the cryptic nature of the Google notes, some believe that these could be a way to spread the message of some kind of cult. Uh, The main thing that this particular theory leans on is the fact that these notes have now been so prolific that it seems impossible for one person to be writing them all and be able to get them all over Pennsylvania because Mm -hmm. they're being found almost daily now. And so it must then, in some people's minds, be a group. And given the cryptic nature of it, given some of the buzzwords in the message that, okay, well then it must be a cult because this is saying... Yeah. Some sort of like, again, there's like just lots of cult style buzzwords. True. I mean, I can completely see that. And the scope is getting much larger. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's becoming a less a person, more organization. Yeah. feels like. Now, I think what's interesting with the idea of a cult, though, and, and taking the message at face value is that rather than support the organizations that they're talking about in the message, which they themselves could be the cult, right? these secret societies, these organizations, the Illuminati they mention, et cetera, et cetera. It seems that this person is writing as a warning to the reader about these secret societies. So with that in mind, it almost feels like a counter cult type of effort rather than a interesting cult or a promotion. Yeah, it's like get the message out there. Like this is this is what exists. Yeah. And like, be aware. Yeah. Know, wake up. Unless this is a uh, the anti cult cult, where yeah. they're like, we're a cult of people that just hate cults. I mean, it could be. And we, none of us have mirrors in the houses, right? Because <laughs> right. because we don't want to see how hypocritical that is. <laughs> but I think the other thing. I mean, it's. I think it's a natural conclusion for anybody reading these messages. I mean, for the first thing to pop in their head is cult, right? It's just. I think yeah. it's one of those natural. Uh, conclusions one would make because it's cryptic and it must fe- it feels like it might be a group but the other thing the other big wrinkle in this particular theory is that there's no clear way to engage with this person or this group there's no callback number there's no address there's no way to kind of fall down the rabbit hole into a group there's no invitation that said i mean you I, could say it's cryptic. You could right. say it's coded. I, I would not be surprised if a cipher dropped one day and then all of a sudden you just go back to all these messages and there was messages within the message. Oh, that would break my little brain cell. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that would be wild. But speaking of, that kind of leads us nicely into the next theory. Again, a little smaller, but that this message is odd and cryptic because it is simply that, a coded message. What is it saying? We don't really know. Maybe it hasn't been deciphered yet. But some people think that this coded message beyond the face value could be some sort of warning. 
it mentions throughout the message something about the, the planet Jupiter. And the reason I mentioned that is because there's another topic that we talked about here on this show called the Toynbee Tiles. And the reason I mentioned that is because the Toynbee Tiles was a another cryptic message mystery based in Philadelphia and kind of across Pennsylvania, though we've seen them, I think, in South America as well. And these tiles have said a few things, but on the whole, they center around one core message, which is, quote, Toynbee idea in movie 2001, resurrect dead on planet Jupiter, end quote. So all that is to say, of course, it's a strange message because as the theory says, it's just a, a coded message. There's something deeper than the face value of the message. But man, we're getting into like conspiracies with gods and like the way the universe is shaped and run and stuff. Right. Like, like when they start talking about like, well, when quote Saturn or quote Lord of the Rings was closer, I think he says golden God. I don't remember exactly. Like was closer to the planet and watching over us. Things were better, but then all these various secret societies with different MOs and different faces, like when they started getting into play, like everything went wild and, and they're basically taking you off as this message would maybe have you believe the righteous path, which in that mind, maybe the cryptic message or the coded message is that of a religious background. True. I don't know. But it just goes down such a deep, narrow like rabbit hole you yeah. know what I mean like there's tons of rabbit holes and they go deep but this just seems so very narrow like, right. I feel like even other people that go down rabbit holes would go I don't even know about all that <laughs> right. you know what I mean right. like, my rabbit hole doesn't go that I don't have a basement to my basement Right. You know? what's interesting and I think to me this is like a personal take but under the theory that this is a coded message the wrinkle for me is that if you're trying to say something, if you're trying to get your word out and you want people to know it, maybe this person is using conjunctions and shortening words so they can fit it on a small piece of paper. But if you're trying to like have a message within your message and make it super cryptic and coded, people aren't going to get it and your message isn't going to get out. That being said, maybe plain language would just not stand out to anybody and so you just throw it away. Whereas something cryptic kind of catches your eye and you want to share it. And so the virality of it kind of helps you spread your message. But yeah, it's... um. I don't know. There there could be elements of this coded message that ring true, but I don't think that that's the only answer yep. to this one. So moving on now, as many people might be thinking out there in the task force, it's also possible that the Schuylkill notes are simply a hoax. Similar to the cult theory, there are so many notes that it's possible that only a small fraction of them could be considered, quote, real or authentic. Yep. You know, maybe the first run of notes were air quotes real. And maybe even in the start of 2023, some of these notes were from the original person, whoever started this. But when the popularity grew and people started getting those internet points and things started to go viral, yep. people started to create their own notes, very similar notes, and putting them in the world so somebody could find them or pretending they found them so they could make their own discovery post. I mean, this is 100% Reddit MO, right? This happens. Look, Everyone out there, a lot of people out there, they like posting their tweet. They like putting out their pic on Instagram. I gotta get my dopamine. And then it's like, oh, you know, you, you check in. How many little hearts I get on that post? You know what I mean? How many comments I get on that post? Same thing applies to, like, conspiracy threads, you know? Someone would, someone wants to be involved. And then they're just like, all right, I'll mock up my own. It's very easy. It's just, a, it's, I mean, it is uh, just standard font of white paper you know and then just like this is what i got and it's all still jumbled anyways like you can you know what i mean it's not like you're, you're writing some type of like equation yeah like, you could just write whatever the hell and then all of a sudden like boom there goes the dopamine hit like you were saying mm -hmm. yeah everyone were like trying to decipher my message i got you know it's getting all these um upvotes on reddit whatnot tons of comments and then it's yeah. just off the trail at that point. Well, you feel part of something bigger. And I think there's something natural about that. Wanting to be seen. There's a sociological element to that. But there's also, I think there's also something deeper ingrained in humans. You know, you just want to be part of something. And that's where you kind of get your 15 minutes of fame thinking coming yeah. from. You know, you know, everyone wants a little attention. So if you're looking at a story like this and you're like, oh, my name's involved in that. I'm a, I'm a cornerstone yep. of the development of this mystery. That's really cool. You know, for better or worse, you created a false ripple that make investigating the thing a little harder. 
but you're part of something. That's not to say, by the way, that the first handful of messages were 100% authentic either. It's possible that it started as a hoax or a joke, or it's possible it started as somebody seriously believing what they were putting into these messages and putting into these boxes and sending out to people, and then it took on a life of its own. Either way, there is no way to confirm the note's authenticity or if they all come from the same writer. It's possible people online are printing out their own images from the notes shared on Reddit and claiming they found them, etc., etc. In fact, there was a YouTuber, Scare Theater, who found nine notes were identical copies and they were all uploaded to Reddit. Oh, man. See? Yeah. So I, I mean, think we've that's had a episodes big part of it. That were murder mysteries and people that did not commit the crime coming forward to claim that right. they were the like, murderer. That's I a just, great point. Like, this is. Why would you want to be the person that did the crime? Yeah, there's people that want to want to be a part of it that badly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, this is this is easy. Yeah. Now, lastly, another smaller theory. Some have suggested that the Schuylkill notes are an ARG. That said, and you know, it does make sense. It's online, and I think once things go online, it's a natural assumption that this must be some sort of alternate reality game. But that said, there's not much here to indicate that this is a story or an ARG. The notes don't really have any hidden codes that have been discovered at least, and they're just kind of written in a strange, uncommon way of speaking. This would also be a very long ARG to go on, you know, three to four years now with essentially zero progress, at least as far as we can find. Um, and, you know, ARGs tend to have a purpose, tend to have a, yeah. a goal or a destination, and they're their story is is either pushed along or revealed at some point. And this one has kind of been static. It's weird messages are showing up in these boxes. Now they're showing up in nature. They kind of died off, but then they got popular online and then they showed up again. And so, I don't know. My, my conclusion personally is that it does feel like the internet took this on and, and started spreading it. But otherwise that a store employee, um, whatever their ideology was, was trying to spread their message kind of share something that they were thinking about uh, with other people and it was just weird enough that the internet went ooh that ooh that's strange yeah i'm going to do it now yeah and uh, and, and it just kind of took on a life of its own very interesting though that it all kind of stayed within the state though that's true like usually a lot of weird things happening in pennsylvania yeah they just feel like i don't know that would start be the popping up all like other places yeah like copycats or something mm -hmm. like that i mean like, i found one in california I'm a, I'm a part of it now right people are that dumb it could happen <laughs> it might happen after this goes live we don't know yeah, because, it's because still i mean like what ongoing. nine days ago or something like that there was another message so yeah well at the top of the episode i said you know we we kind of started looking into this a few years ago and then we stopped because there wasn't a lot going on and now as you know, kind of our bread and butter is internet mysteries and the fact that this has taken the internet by storm, we thought we couldn't look away from it. We wanted to come in and take a look at it and perhaps address the answer, maybe dissect what's going on. I think we do have a bit of a conclusion. Otherwise, if this did seem to be a little bit more open-ended, whether it be an ARG or some cryptic group trying to spread some messaging, we would have sat back a little bit longer. But I mean, who's to say? There could be further developments um, that yeah. come from this, but right now the it's way like it looks plateaued. Yeah, the way it looks is that it started out as something authentically interesting, but it kind of petered out before it even got started, and now it feels more of a uh, a widespread copycat. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we see something pop up in California, pop up somewhere mm -hmm. else. But either way, though, interesting, and I always find it super fascinating to see how mysteries and the internet collide, how they interact with one another. Yeah, it's cool because, like, one, like, you know, how rare is it to do an episode that's something that's, okay, you know what I mean? Like, so close happening. to, it's recent, it's now, yeah. um, it's happening. And then on top of that, it's like, where along this chain? You know what I mean? If it was really in sealed products, like, man, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. That's very unique. Yeah. It, I'm glad it didn't turn super malicious or anything True. like that. No one got hurt, nothing um, like know, that. Yeah, like the like we were saying earlier, the Tylenol murders. Yeah. But this, yeah, this one seemed to have plateaued, and this is you know, obviously if more stuff develops, we'll we'll be back. But I I'm I'm with you on like this is pretty much where it's gonna be at. Yeah. And I guess that that's the only open thread to me. And again, it's taking the person at face value, the one person that found something sealed within the cereal. Now, 
we've had people in various cases kind of like adjust their story, whether on purpose or by accident. They they retroactively mm-hmm. shift the details of their story. It could be this person was mistaken that they opened the bag, poured it, and then it fell out of the box and they thought it was in the bag. Yeah. But, I mean, that is a, a good thread to kind of think about is as this story potentially develops, do more things show up within the sealed confines? Because then we have something a little deeper, but right. otherwise, right, I'll see you right back here next Monday for another mystery. Oh, another meeting? Another gathering? We're not a cult. Mm-hmm.